Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Things Undone, the podcast where we talk about life after divorce and how to move forward successfully. I am your host, Granny. She is. And joining me as co-host tonight is my lovely pet fish, Aqua. You can probably hear his tank in the background. He hasn't sat in with me uh, since the first episode. So I'm deciding to include him in this episode because he is my emotional support pet. I don't have a cat or a dog. I have a fish. Why? Because he's easier to take care of. That's why. This episode originally was going to be focused on my mom and dad and the meaning of commitment and how to remain in a relationship over time. Because that is possible to find a partner to be committed to to go through your entire life with, through the ups and the downs. I can truly say that my parents have lived their vows. It hasn't been perfect by any means. But at the end of the day, they both said, we made the commitment before God to stay together. We are committed to one another. And that sometimes supersedes the feelings of love. And that is definitely something I want to have them on the show to talk about as they're coming up on their 49th wedding anniversary. So those are a couple goals for me. We'll get them on another show tonight or today or whatever time you happen to be listening to this podcast. We're going to be talking about healthy ways to deal with a breakup because we know some unhealthy ways, but let's talk about the healthy ways to deal with a breakup. And I can tell you about these ways because I myself have had to discover them over the last few years because breakups are hard, especially if you've been in a marriage for a very long time, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years or more, and you find yourself on the other side. You will go through the stages of grief. It is different for everyone. But the good news is, you guys, that we will get on the other side and we'll be happy. We will. We will find our happiness. If you don't know what the five stages of grief are, here they are. I'm not going to take long talking about them, but we will touch on them. If you happen to go through a really tough time, a breakup, a separation, you will go through denial. Probably at the very beginning stages of that breakup, you'll have some moments of denial followed by anger. It may be a stage where you're going to plead in there or compromise or bargain in May. You may go through a bout of depression or acceptance or end acceptance rather. And some people actually feel relief. They're just glad it's over. I'm just glad that shit is over. It's done. Okay. It just all depends. And again, there is no certain way that that this goes. You could be feeling relief one day and then the next day have a moment and, and, and hit a stage of anger. And when your situation starts to change, you know, like your living arrangements change and now you have to find a different place to stay if you're not the one keeping the house. Now you're taking on more expenses. I've been there. Not only are you taking on more expenses, your finances are different now. And so you're having to figure out how to budget, how to move forward without this partner. It's a lot. And we need to know healthy ways of coping with all of these different emotions that we go through. Well, I have learned that it's really good to express those emotions. It's really good to express them. Okay, so the grieving process, it has its ups and downs. 
but it's really important that you acknowledge whatever it is you're feeling in that moment. Acknowledge it. And even if it's uncomfortable, allow yourself to process whatever the feeling is. Okay? If that looks like you're home alone and you need to scream about it, scream about it. If you need to vent out loud to the air, vent out loud to the air. If you need to journal about it, which is one of my coping mechanisms, sit down and write it out. If you need to write letters to your ex, write them. Burn them later, but definitely write it. Get it out. Get it out. Whatever that emotion is, joy, express it. Sadness, express it. This is a good time, too, to talk with wise people, older people that you trust. If you have some really good friends, a small, good, faithful friend group that you trust talking to, talk through your emotions. We are all emotional creatures because we are human beings. We all embody both feminine and masculine energies. Okay? It's not one-sided or the other. In order to be balanced, we must learn how to acknowledge our logical side and our emotional side. That's what makes us genius. Okay? So remember that. Express what you are feeling because you're going to be feeling a lot of things. Acceptance, shock, relief, denial, grief, rejection, pain, betrayal, depression. The list goes on and on, right? It's, it's so many different things you could go through and feel. Go through it. Acknowledge it. Get it off your chest. Okay? Get it off your chest. Whether that's journaling, whether that's physical activity for those of you who jog, run, go to the gym. If it's those type of things, do that. Another good way in the short term to work through some of the things you may be feeling is to focus on things that you've always wanted to do that you never got to do when you were in that relationship. Because we compromise in long-term relationships. There's a lot of things we give up. It's a lot of things we don't do because maybe our partner wasn't pleased with that. That wasn't something they was into. We lose ourselves, in other words. We lose ourselves when we're in committed relationships. Well, now is the time to focus on some of the activities maybe you wanted to do that you didn't get to do. Restaurants that you didn't get to try out, put them on the list. Start taking yourself out to eat. That's one of my favorite things to do. One of my favorite things to do is to go try new restaurants alone. I, I really don't need a lot of company, but I've always been a loner. Different people are different. If you need a friend, try to reach out to a friend. But I would strongly encourage you finding you again, learning what makes you happy. If there was some activity you wanted to do that you never got to do, going to like mystery dinner or going to... What's one of those places like that you go in and you, you, you solve the puzzles? Escape rooms or any old thing. Traveling, short-term traveling, long, you know, long-distance traveling. Get out and do the things that you want to do. Sometimes, though, your feelings are so overwhelming that you feel like you don't want to do anything. Like you just want to sit in the house and eat ice cream and stay in your pajamas and not shower for days and just kind of sit in this funk. Well, 
you're not doing yourself any favors by doing that or anyone else, especially if you have children or family members, siblings, friends who really love and care about you and they want to see you happy. They want to see you move past it. That My advice would be, because I've been there. I've been that one in the house eating junk food, not coming out the house for days. I did shower because I just got a shower. <laughs> I don't care how depressed I am. I'm getting my ASS in the tub or I take a shower. I got to do it. My booty won't let me get in my bed dirty. I don't know about y'all's booties. But my booty was like, if you don't get your ass up and go bathe. <laughs> so, yes, we bathe. But find you again. And if needed, if you find yourself in a state of depression to the point where you feel like you can't function, I would definitely say reach out for professional help. Use talk therapy. Use a psychotherapist or a counselor. If you are working, then your job has an employee assistance program that will offer therapy sessions. My job did it for up to so many sessions or up to so many months. The state of Louisiana, where I am, we have a program that will give you free therapy sessions for three months. It'll be different for each state. And I will post some links to some resources on our All Things Undone Facebook group. So if you haven't become a member yet, please do so you can get access to these resources. Get yourself some help. Sometimes it's necessary to talk through the the more difficult emotions with a professional because they can guide you. Sometimes you need medication, not for the long term, you guys. Sometimes you need sleep meds. Sometimes you need anti-anxiety medication just to get you through the toughest parts of a separation. When you're first separating, that's a tough part. Trying to find somewhere else to stay. Splitting those assets. Having conversations with your children. Going through the actual divorce process is stressful as fuck. I don't know how else to say it. It's a very stressful process. And you may need help dealing with that. I did. I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I did. I didn't talk to a counselor long, but I did uh, get on sleep meds and anti-anxiety meds. I'm not taking them now because my divorce happened in 2020. So 2019, 2020, 2021 were really tough years for me. 2022, I was coming out of that, that state where I felt like, hey, I just got to hold on to all this. I kind of start dropping burdens. I've dropped a lot of burdens. 2022 was a good year emotionally for me. In this real world, I'm still dealing with a lot. When I got um, separated from my ex, it triggered a bankruptcy for me because I lost half of the income that I had. So not only did my uh, living situation change, I had to find somewhere else to stay. I had to take on those bills. I still had my previous debt. I had my student loan debt to the tune of $250,000. Ouch. That I was still having to pay, responsible for. I had a daughter that was in private school at the time. And so we split. I ended up filing Chapter 13 bankruptcy, which means I was still on the hook for my debt. But it was structured at this point. And so my creditors couldn't come after me for the interest. And then it also forced the student loan debt into deferment for five years. And I did that just as a step stop gap for myself to kind of stop the hemorrhaging of losing all this money from from having to do this divorce. 
So I'm still bouncing back from that. And trust me, adding financial stress to emotional turmoil is really difficult. So I do have a very strong relationship with God. That does not mean I'm a religious freak. I am not. I actually don't traditionally go to church anymore. My relationship with God has become a very, very personal thing. And it's really opened up my mind to so many other things. Because now that I'm truly leaning and depending on the most high for my needs, I see my manifestation coming True. I can see the things I manifest coming true in my life, whereas I did not quite see it before in a traditional religious sense, because we're not really taught to embrace spirituality and the full power thereof, because we are made to stay within the confines of the stories in the Bible. I've grown beyond that. And I'm going to leave that there because that is a whole nother subject for another day. But yes, I am spiritually tuned. I 100% rely on God to guide me. I rely on my intuition to guide me. My gut feeling is my true feeling. And it has gotten me through these few years amazingly well. So I will encourage you to definitely lean on your faith if you Uh, Have a relationship with God. Whatever that looks like to you is what it looks like to you. Okay. It doesn't matter what it looks like to the outside world. It doesn't matter what it looks like to a traditional church, whatever you may have grown up in. If your faith and belief in God or whatever spiritual system you have decided to take upon yourself to help you through this journey of life, fully embrace it fully embraced it. I fully, fully embraced it. And it's really helped me balance out my life because that's all uh, masculine and feminine energy is. It's just us balancing out our lives. And before I even got a divorce, before I even knew that that was going to be part of my history, I became really interested in the Tao, the Tao Te Ching or the Tao Te Ching. It is the philosophy of balance. And what got me into it was I had, I wrote a paper when I was getting my master's degree on the art of war by Sun Tzu. And if you have not read that book, I would encourage you to add it to your library of books. It's called the art of war by Sun Tzu. And he was a, a, a Dao De Ching philosopher. He was part of that group and it taught balance, like all things come from God. And we're all connected under this one supreme ruler, this one supreme being God. In order to truly love, in order to truly be free, we must learn how to accept what is, practice the art of detachment, and just let life flow like a river. And once we learn to flow with life, no matter what challenges come up, we will flow through Whatever it is, because just like a river, it has its calm moments, it has its rough and rocky moments, but the river forever flows and the water is forever fresh. And that is what God does for us when he shakes up our lives. He shakes up our lives and he allows us to go through some things, but then our waters become calm again. And I don't know why my fish tank just started doing that weird noise thing. Hold on.
Okay, I am back. For some reason, Aqua's tank needed more water in it. So crazy. But I said all of that about having uh, spirituality and faith so that you can find balance. So if you haven't read Sun Tzu, The Art of War, I would encourage you to read it. I read it and then I was really interested about the author, Sun Tzu. And so when I read about his life and how he practiced balance, which is... um. It, it talks a lot about yin yang. It goes into the chakras and how it's good to have a balanced system uh, in, in, in your body, you know, from your, from your base chakra to your crown chakra. And I will put some information, a link in the chat. If you want to know more about chakra alignment and Dale De Ching, um, you can read about it at your own um, pace. But I have adopted that philosophy, so I am living as balanced a life as I can live. Does that take away challenges in life? No, still challenged, (laughs) y'all. Still challenging, but it's okay. I find myself moving through each challenge with a calmness that I have never had before. I have not experienced before, and that is dealing with work challenges, contractual challenges, the entrepreneurship challenges that I'm currently working through, challenges with my past relationships, challenges with new connections that I find myself in, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. Not challenging in a bad way, but because I've gone through this divorce, I'm working on my trust, like learning to trust again. But at the same time, it's a fine balance because I have to learn to trust, but to also discern when people are trying to take my kindness for granted. I have to discern when people or when guys especially are are trying to take advantage of uh, me being trusting. So always approach new relationships with men, especially with a grain of salt. That's something that I'm working through, but I have discovered in the dating world that most of the people, most of the men that I've dealt with do not have good intentions. You do have some out there that have good intentions. I've just not energetically connected with them yet. You have some that have good intentions. And this is what I learned too, that we are all healing from something in our past. We have all had heartbreaks and we're all operating to some degree through past hurt in new relationships, which has led me to take a step back from the dating world. I'm currently not dating right now. And I I have had some experiences where I've just decided to casually date. I'm going to stop that too. I'm actually going to stop everything so far as dating and trying to get to know someone. I'm going to fully focus on my purpose of helping other people. I think I'm going to let that be my focus right now and continue my own healing journey. So I think that's where I'm about to go with that, because the more I look into finding balance in my life, the more I recognize that whatever's for me will flow to me because we are these rivers. So whatever's for me is going to flow to me regardless. I don't have to put the effort into making anything happen, whether that's love, whether that's um, making new connections, the things that are meant for me. And that is so true. Y'all, and it's the same for you guys. What's meant for you will find its way to you. 
We don't have to stress ourselves about it. So remember that as you're processing this separation, as you're processing the other side of divorce, your happiness and the things you want to do really do lie within you. But here's another way to cope in a healthy way. Stay socially active for as much as possible. Stay socially active. Find something you like to do and get out and do it. Especially if it was something that you really didn't get to do before, like I said. Get out and do it. And focus on your long-term recovery in a healthy way. When I say in a healthy way, I mean like try to avoid unhealthy activities like falling into promiscuous uh falling into promiscuity where you're trying to mask the pain and so you're jumping from bed to bed to bed to bed <coughs> excuse me because what you're doing energetically is just attaching all these people's energy and hurt to you and you're wondering why you're feeling so bad is because you're jumping around and you're not allowing yourself to focus on your own emotions to acknowledge them, to express them so that you can process them and release them. Release it, release it, get it out of your system. And again, always remember, I'm going to repeat it a few more times probably, grief is a process. And that's exactly what you're doing after a breakup. You are grieving the loss of your relationship. You're grieving that because that person that you have grown to know over these years has changed. They've grown and you've grown. And sometimes in life we grow apart. And the reason we grow apart is because I think we stop communicating and we stop putting forth an effort to make the commitment work. Because as I said in the very beginning when referencing my mom and my dad, they have made the decision to commit to one another, even when love isn't lovely. And in today's society, that is not encouraged. It's not encouraged. We don't really see it on TV. It's not in social media, which is really good to disconnect from social media to really look at the real world and see what really is. And that's a solid foundation that I can look on and say, Yes, they've been through hell and back, but they're still right there with each other. And honestly, my mom and dad do. They love each other and they're so comfortable with each other that the honesty flows between the two of them. And when I say it flows, it flows. Sometimes they're gentle and loving. And sometimes like they're always gentle and loving. But if my dad's tired lately, he's been sick and his frustration comes through. And I think that. It comes through because it's so many other things he's dealing with that he doesn't have control over that the frustration comes through. It shows. And my mom is very calm. Like every time she's really calm, she doesn't raise her voice. She understands what it is that he's really going through internally. So she doesn't let that phase her. And if they do have a conversation about it, it's had in private. It's not had in front of us. And we're adult kids my brother, my sister, and I, and even then they, they have learned through the years to keep that part of their lives private when they have to have those conversations. It was a time when we were privy to everything, but as we learn and we grow, we do better. And they have gotten there. They have gotten there. I'm so proud of my parents. Y'all just don't know. That is my, that's couples goals. That's couples goals for me. So yeah, your mental health, check on it, get professional help if you need it. Another technique I do is journaling. I started, like I said, writing 
things down several years ago. I've always written. I've always been a writer. So after the divorce happened, after the separation happened, I started writing. Um, Sometimes technical writing, sometimes letters to my ex, which I had a beautiful fire pit in my backyard that I would later burn. But it still helped to write it out. All the anger, all the frustration, I would write it down. I would write it down. I would also acknowledge the part I played in the relationship because sometimes I was absolutely the villain. And I'll own that. I have owned that. I have acknowledged that. I've come to terms with that. And I've moved past it. Um, In those times where I was able to recognize myself as the villain, I did apologize. I did make amends. I did do my best to show my partner that I'm here and I'm committed to you. But sometimes when you make bad decisions or selfish decisions, I'm gonna call them selfish decisions. When you make selfish decisions within a relationship that only benefits you, your partner will always have a hard time getting over that. You have broken trust and it's hard to rebuild that in a relationship when you've broken it. But it can be, it can be rebuilt. It can be if both partners are willing to put the work in. In this day and age, it's not really happening that much. We can tell by the rise in divorce rate. It's not going down. I think back in the 90s, it was maybe 50% of, of marriages were ending in divorce. Today, I don't know what the, what the stat is, but I think it's well above 50%. Well above it at this point. So journal. And I actually wrote a journal to help other people because I used the seven chakra system and the wisdom cards that were in it to accept myself, to accept my healing process, the good parts of me, the parts of me that I need to work on, the bad parts of me, because we're all flawed. We're all flawed human beings. And I've I've learned to accept that. I want to be the best human being I can be. I want to be the best creature that God has made me to be. I want to walk in love with everybody. In, In order for me to do that, I must acknowledge the parts of me that I needed to heal. Things that happened in childhood, uh, childhood trauma, things that I saw growing up, uh, lessons, not lessons, patterns that have been instilled in me from a child reared their ugly head in my relationship. And for the life of me at the time, I couldn't figure out why am I reacting the way I'm reacting? Why am I doing this in my relationship when I love my partner so much? I felt like I just kept self-sabotaging repeatedly. And that's going to continue to happen until people heal. Well, now I'm at a point where I'm healing. I am healed for the most part. I'm still healing. It's a continual journey. But I feel like I'm at a point now where I recognize my old patterns and I can stop it now. I recognize what's happening. Let me look within. Let me see if there's something that I've done that I need to correct, course correct, before bringing it to the attention of the other person. Now, if I have gone within and I have seen that I have done my part and I've done due diligence and the other person really is doing something that's affecting me negatively, then I I need to address that. Just like I acknowledge my own feelings, when you get in relationships with other people, be open and honest with the other person too. Even if you feel like you can like this person as much as you want to like this person or whatever. However, be honest and be open. Do not be afraid to say what needs to be said in new relationships. And we're going to talk about this in just a minute. 
Say what you need to say. If you're afraid that person is going to leave you for speaking your truth or setting a boundary, let them go. Trust me, they are not here for your highest good. They are not. They have some underlying motive. If what you say to a person to set a boundary triggers them to leave you, they weren't meant for you. I guarantee it. So let's talk about it. Entering into new relationships, how to handle those when you're going through a breakup. It's been my personal experience is to take a step back and give yourself some breathing room and time to heal from your current relationship because you're learning how to trust again. You have to reestablish trust within yourself first and then with others. And if you jump into another relationship immediately, unfortunately, the person you jump into the relationship with is going to suffer your past hurt. If you do not allow yourself time to heal, whatever relationship you jump into immediately, you're going to hurt that person. And you you don't even mean to hurt them. What's the word I'm looking for? Unintentionally. You're going to hurt the person unintentionally. So give yourself time to heal. Rebounding is exactly what it sounds like. I always see I always see rebound relationships in my head as like a bounce check. Right? You you leave one relationship, you're healing from it, and then you immediately jump into another one like say a month or two later, 3 months later. Right. Six months later, you're in another relationship and you write this check that your ass can't cash and it bounces. That's what a rebound is to me. You just about to fuck up somebody else's life and their trust. Right. Give yourself time to heal people. Do that. It's okay. It's plenty of people for you to date after you heal. Trust me, they'll be falling out of the woodworks all in your DMs. Checking you out in the grocery store, trying to get your number. You know why? Because after you heal, your glow up is going to be so amazing. You're going to be glowing so bright. Everybody's going to be trying to figure out what's going on and get a piece of that. And then you will have options and you could choose who you want to deal with and not deal with. But when you're hurting, you're going to grab the first thing walking. And trust me, no one wants the first option walking. Okay. It might be the apple with the little rotted worm in it. Look around. Give yourself some time. That's all I'm saying. Give yourself some time. Okay? So, the takeaway. Whether your marriage or your divorce was one-sided or mutual, that means both of you decided to end this thing, it's still not an easy process. There will be moments of high stress and sadness. There will be moments of happiness. There will be moments of relief. But it's important to keep in mind that at any stage in life, endings happen. Endings happen. It's a part of life. And we have to start conditioning our minds to accept that. And I had to do that myself. It took some years, like I said, 2019, 2020, 2021. Because in my mind, I thought my marriage was going to be like my mom and dad's where we are. We were going to be committed to one another no matter what. And when that didn't play out, guys, I was traumatized, devastated because I knew that I was going to have that same loving relationship that my parents had. And when I say loving, I mean unconditional love. 
that 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love. So for those of you who read the Bible, I'm going to paraphrase it. It literally says, love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. It doesn't seek its own. It's not prideful. It's not hurtful. But it loves. That is the kind of love I am exhibiting to others. And it's the kind of love I am manifesting in for myself. So however long the universe takes to bring that to me, I'm going to wait on it because I want that kind of love. And it took me a while to accept the fact that I did not have that in my previous 25 years of marriage. It was not that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 kind of love. Now that I know what I want, I'll let it come to me. I'm not going to go out and chase it. I'm not. Because what's for me is for me. And people listening, listen, what is for you is for you. Okay? Let it come to you. Train your mind to be a river. And what you're going to do is flow with life. Flow with it. Not against the current. We're not salmon. We don't flow upstream. Flow with the current. It will make your life so much easier. It will make your healing process easier. And again, that healing process looks different for all of us. It looks different from all of us. But for those of you who have been through a long-term marriage that has now ended, I understand. I am here for you. I have written this journal. I didn't talk a lot about it, but I will put the link in my description for this and I will have it along with other resources on the All Things Undone podcast Facebook group page. Please purchase the journal so that I can get this podcast on all streaming platforms. The journal takes you about through half the year. It is based on the uh, chakra system, which aligns all your chakras in your body. It keeps you balanced within yourself. And I have learned that during this journey to find my happiness, balance is the most important thing to me because I have peace. And my peace is so important to me at this point that I will defend it at all costs. I will defend my peace. And I want you all to get to that point too, where you're peaceful. You are at, you have peace of mind within yourself. The joy you have, if you believe in the Bible, the joy you have, God gave it to you. And it surpasses all understanding and no one can take it away from you. So I do encourage you all to have some type of spiritual life. If you don't, it will help you heal much faster. If you do have a religion, please cling to your brothers and sisters in Christ or cling to your brothers and sisters in whatever religion that you practice. They will help you get through the healing process much faster. Seek therapy if you need it. I will have some resources on our Facebook group page for that. Thank you all for listening. I think I'm going to end it right here. Again, this episode was about ways, healthy ways to cope with the breakup. I hope you found information here that was helpful to you. I'm sending God's love and light you all's way. Until the next episode, 
I almost tripped up, but I'm not going to cut this out. You're going to hear the whole thing. Have a beautiful night. Bye-bye.